Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. Man, I'm bringing so much energy, and Andrew's just like, and I'm Andrew Sabo. That's my bad. You know, I, I I started taking ashwagandha root, and I'm just like, I'm riding this real chill train right now. There's just so much less cortisol in my brain right now. It's great. Wow. Mm-hmm. That does sound like a market improvement for Andrew Sabo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need the help. Whereas I am on all the stimulants. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's a joke. I'm not. I'm just high on life. Oh, is that, a, is that, is that, is that I think a... that might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being high on life in Ugh. October of 2020. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> that sounds like a bad trip, brother. <laughs> All right. So um, we're talking about episode 853, The Good in People. Indeed. This is... Uh, uh, the, yeah, mm. I have feelings about this episode, and they're very conflicted. I don't think mine are conflicted. I think mine are just negative. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. That's good. Because that validates the part of me that did not like it. I'm okay with uh, liking it a little bit. So, so, this is an episode written and directed by Phil Lawler. That shows. Um, <laughs> I want the record to show that I didn't say that. Andrew did. I just thought it. I'm um, just giving you a hard time, Phil. It's a good episode. Not your yeah. best, but good. This episode, uh, now, thanks to Gianna, we have this information. First air, or first released on the Adventures in Odyssey Club on August 2nd of 2018, and then aired on the radio November 3rd of 2018. Wow. Thanks, Gianna. I know. I love having that info. It makes me feel so, so Warm nice. Warm fuzzy. We're, we're just all friends helping yeah. each other out. Yeah, it's a great look time. at that. It is track four on album 65, Expect the Unexpected. And the Unexpected is Mystery Mem. Um, I think from the picture, it's someone choking on puzzle pieces. Yeah, I thought they were jelly beans, but I'm just hungry. Oh, so no, actually, I think, you're, I think you're right. I think that they are not puzzle pieces. I think they are candy that is color sorted. Wow. I don't know. I, I haven't listened. Maybe they're marbles. Um... They're just little dots of color. Why? How could he? What? Why would a puzzle piece be in his mouth? Why would a marble I, be in his mouth? I don't know. I don't know why I thought they were puzzle pieces. Don't judge me, Chalk Squad. No, I think you. I you said those look like puzzle pieces, and I was like, hmm, you're right. Those do look like puzzle pieces. I don't want a thousand emails about this. Let me don't just flatter yourself. Just get like three, okay? The, <laughs> oh wait, it looks like the description. Zoe, Olivia Parker and Zoe Grant look at Jace Mouse as he chokes on jelly beans. I stand victorious. Did you say they were jelly beans from I the get-go? I jelly beans from the get-go. All right. Andrew has officially bested me. Odyssey I want the record loves to state jelly beans. That. I don't know why. I mean, I love jelly beans. Yeah, me too. Big They're fan. Solid. So all of that was a tangent about the cover of this album, which is not taken from this episode. Yep. So I'm the good sorry, in people. everyone. <laughs> We're talking about the good in people. 
It's the next uh, Rydell Saga episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has one new cast member. Um, a cast member who's very exciting to me. This is <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson as Jordan Windward. What a what a guy. What what a man. What but a legend. Kevin Michael Richard, Richardson, truly a legend. I tell me what is he from? So he has 531 IMDb credits. Okay. Anything as a voice that actor, I would recognize? mostly oh oh Andrew, Andrew. This man, this man ran like a good portion of my childhood. Go for it. So, most notably, for me again, go look for yourselves, folks. Find your own things to bond to. But for me, the man voiced Gantu on Lilo and Stitch. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. You're, I'm in. He I'm was in. Gantu. That's he awesome. Also, he also voiced Jabba in the Clone Wars. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, so th- those those are my childhood uh, obsessions that he was that he was you know involved in. And then the other two big ones for me that are a little bit more recent um, that I care about are uh, a Young Justice credit. He voiced. Uh, continues to voice Martian Manhunter and Mal Duncan in that show, which I love. And he was uh, Sheriff Blubs in Gravity Falls. Hey, I just got into Gravity Falls. Well, I can't say that. I watched like half of season one, liked it, and then I guess got distracted by Breaking Bad. I think that's how that <sighs> went down. Come on, man. I like Gravity Falls more than Breaking Bad. Um, wow. <laughs> the worst take. Wow. I mean, no, I don't think that that's I, the worst The thing take. is, I, Gravity Falls is like, Probably like right up there with Young Justice in my favorite animated shows yeah, of recent just... history. And oh, I... he plays Rosie in, Ro- uh, in F is for Family. That's awesome. There you go. Wow, There's he an does one. everything. I I told you, man. He's been working since the '90s, and he has 531 credits, and most of them are recurring characters in series. Wow, this yeah. guy is just a, a he's a hustler. Yeah, and how did they and... get him? I don't know. Was he they just got him in for the studio? Jordan Winward. Yeah. 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 Maybe he was already at Salami recording one of these other shows that he's involved in. And they were just like, hey, can you come in and sound ominous, but in a cheerful way? And he was like, Thanks. I've got you. <laughs> yeah. It is also, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, voice actors, good, good. They do, they do well. Like, I could kind of be like, okay, Martian Manhunter, Gantu, Jabba. Like, I kind of get how those could be the same guy. None of them sound like Jordan Windward at all. Mm-mm. No. Also, Gantu! Yeah, Gantu. I'm so excited about Gantu. I'm, um, I'm really glad that you're excited about Gantu because we, like, I... Wait, wait. Gantu's the fat one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was never super into Lilo and Stitch. I've only oh, seen it, dude. like, three or four times in my life. Dude, I have seen... I've only seen the movie a couple times, but I also saw multiple spinoff movies and the whole series. Yeah, I did see the whole series. Oh, the series is the best. It's so good. Anyways, we, we, maybe we'll start a side podget, podcast. That's... Where we go through Lilo and Stitch? <laughs> yeah. Only if we get signed exclusively with Stitcher Podcasts, all right? It'll be great. Lilo and Stitcher? Yeah! Um, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Patreon exclusive. 
Uh, all right. Um, I think I'm going to roll the promo then. Yeah, I guess that's what we do. Let's do it. On the next adventure in Odyssey, Olivia makes a bold promise to the drama club. What promise? Nothing big. Uh, just that we would all go to the drama festival at the state capitol. But raising money for the trip might be a problem. I may be able to help you. All right, I just find it a little strange that I need money and you suddenly appear and are ready to give me some. Is this offer too good to be true? Find out on the next adventure in Odyssey. Not to spoil things, but yes. Yeah. His Which, offer uh, is too good to be true. Yeah, I did not know that as far as how this episode was going, because obviously I figured that Mori was somewhat behind it the whole time. But as the episode was unfolding, I really thought that that guy was like, I was really up in the air whether he was actually legit or not. Oh, no, I was immediately like, this guy's a phony. Nah, he was real nice, and they made him look really nice, and... Yeah. I believed him. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So, the episode itself begins with uh, Andre Stoika doing the uh, wit intro, which was Mm -hmm. really weird for me. I don't think I've heard one of those, at least not in recent. And they did a weird thing where they didn't change the script at all. Or like when yeah. they switched from when they switched from Hal Smith to Paul McCusker, like he got different things to say, but then yeah. they switched to Stoka and he didn't change it. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know why they made that choice. I wish they would have given him something slightly different so that it wasn't, it didn't just feel like like a bad different. impersonation. Like yeah. I wish it felt like, oh yeah, this guy is his own wit. Maybe. And I can't say that I've paid enough attention to it to determine whether that's the case or not. But I feel like there's other different things about it. Or maybe they thought that, uh, you know, just by changing the, like, changing the music so drastically. Right. They changed the music. They changed um, the voice actor, obviously. The script is the same. I know because I have to write down the scripts for when I record them. And I was like, oh. I don't have to re-record this one. That's weird. Nice and also disappointing because, yeah, I like Andre Stoika. I, I, I just, don't think that I he's should... great. I just, I like hearing his voice. Should I, should I hire someone else who sounds kind of like me to do the intro Ooh. <laughs> for this one? Do you know anybody that sounds kind of like you? I mean, I don't, not, not really. Arguably my family, but I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe if you gave your brother a long period of time to prepare, he could do a good <laughs> Dylan impersonation, and then that would work. I think yeah. that that's really the best situation. No, I, I think I'm just going to reuse the audio because I am lazy, or and I have a lot of other stuff going right now. We bunker down, and I just grind out the best possible Dylan Weaver impression I can. I mean, if you want to try <laughs> and be me, and you have to, like... You like you have to introduce yourself as I'm Dylan Weaver, but most people call me Dylan. Like you have to do the script as I would say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just in a, I mean, dude, you're welcome to it. No. Okay. No, no. Ashwagandha is not that great, man. Sorry. But who knows? Uh, maybe if I unlock like the third eye of truth or whatever, I I don't know what's next for me on this plant-based journey. But <laughs> oh man. 
All right, so we are canceling the chalk pod, and Andrew's going to get really into naturalistic medicine? What, this isn't a Ponzi scheme? We need to talk, Dylan. Mm, now I'm getting uh, now now I'm getting some uh, some Jordan Windward vibes from you. <laughs> um, you there that was that a problem? tying it in. That was very good. That's very good. So this episode begins with, uh, as you mentioned, weird Andre Stoika uh, wit intro, but um, it's. Olivia and Suzu and Mori and Wit at Wit's End, right? As like having yeah. a congratulatory Sunday after uh, Olivia has been elected um, the school's drama club president and Suzu right. as the treasurer. Which yeah, Mori's not there right off the bat. Oh, he's not. He has to creepily show up partway through. Oh, that's right. You're right. How do we feel about Suzu being the treasurer? Because I can't tell if that's racist or not. What? I don't know. The whole Asian people with numbers thing. No, I I think I think that that I think that that's a bad read. But I could be wrong. Tweet at us. Tweet at him. <laughs> Please tell me. Should I be offended by this? Because <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't clock it at all. I thought it was them needing to make her integral to the plot, and the plot revolves around money. Yeah, which would make a lot of sense. I guess the fact that, like, her... I think ethnic people on Odyssey is really hard because you have to get across their ethnicity in a not subtle enough a way that children can understand it. Right, and you also only have audio. Yeah, and all you have is audio, so, like, the accent has to be pretty thick. Um, which I guess would make sense. But I was... Like seeing Suzu and everything right. she like was, that, I was like, like ah! I was hesitant from it from the get go. I'm like, ah, she's the treasurer, really? <laughs> I mean, we we haven't really talked about, it, but like, she had to have been adopted when she was rather old. Yeah, oh which yeah, which is an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, she would have had to have been adopted. So the thing that was so weird about this to me is the last time we saw Olivia. Just in our covering of the Rydell saga, which I realize skews things because it makes time weird, but the last time we saw Olivia, she was running for class president and didn't get it, mm-hmm. but now she's elected president of the drama department, and that just struck me as odd. And she's elected until she steps down. Yeah, she does step down at the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's worth noting within the context of this woman is just playing with life. She's like, she, she was president and or she was she was running for president and didn't get didn't win the election. Then she got another job as president, but in a smaller capacity and then steps down from that job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. I- all oh, for the sake sorry. of plot development, you know what? Right, <laughs> right. That, that's she's yeah. a she's an industrious, uh, like twelve year old, presumably. Yeah, yeah. I think she. Well, I think she's a little bit older than twelve, but thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, it's probably probably fourteen. I don't know. She's she's comfortably eighth grade. Um, there. So yeah, we we find out there wasn't much of an election. Olivia won pretty easily. I guess she was technically running against Zoe, but. It mm. didn't seem like she really... It seemed like they everyone just elected her, and yeah. there's more on that later. Um, but the one thing that Olivia did to, to do this is that she uh, she promised that they would get to go to the state drama festival 
Yeah. Um, and so th- this whole this whole conversation is them sitting at the at the um, counter at Wit's End talking with Wit, um, which is just like, oh yeah, that that feels good. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so yeah, and they're talking yeah. about it, and Mr. Whitaker is then like talking about keeping your promises and like what does it look like for you to actually fulfill this promise and that's where you know this the the premise of this episode is olivia it made this promise to her drama club to um to get them to this festival but it's going to cost them five hundred dollars and uh and they need 250 dollars right away or, they need 250 by the end of this week and another 250 by the end of next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a thing that is in three weeks. They need there's 10 students, they need $50 per student split up into two payments of $250. I feel like it is not unreasonable to have children ask their parents to do that, but you know, whatever. I'm used to yeah, paying for I, clubs. I mean, my parents spent an unholy amount of money on my athletics as a child, so I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, so Wit's hitting them pretty harsh about, like, hey, you don't actually have that money, and you made a promise that you don't know if you could keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, what he says is it, it, it better not to make promises if you don't know you can keep them. But, Andrew, those are the best kind. It's true. They are my favorite. If I learned anything from Amazing Spider-Man, it's yeah. that the promises you can't keep are the best kind. They're the most exciting, and I think that's the only thing worthwhile to take from that movie, and I would argue it's not that worthwhile. See, I kind of like that movie. The first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, me too. I loved it's, it. It's a bad Spider-Man movie, but it's a good, like, a high school rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like it. And it's... It was like the twi- it was a form of a Twilight movie that I liked. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's like a Twilight movie for comic nerds. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 100%. Get into that. With Andrew yeah. Garfield, it had the same name. Like he was I mean, ugh. <laughs> like I, I I looked up to Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man when it came out. I was like, "Man, when I'm in high school, I want to look like that adult who looks like he's in high school." <laughs> 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 and uh well said thank you <laughs> and um, you know who i want to end up with <laughs> emma stone <laughs> yeah a girl oh. in high school who looks like she's an adult <laughs> uh yeah so right so olivia <laughs> it's like you don't you don't have any of that money right and she's like well i don't have it just laying around oh wait i do because uh, I have all that money from the relief fund that I wasn't able to donate because they were fully funded, and I can't give the money back, Mr. Whitaker, because I picked it up off the sidewalk from random strangers who were just giving me pocket change. Yeah, she's panhandling. I mean, she's yeah. hustling. To get money for this relief fund for church that she then didn't yeah. get to use. And the organization wouldn't take it because the thing had already been closed? Yeah, so, um, what this episode is saying, I think, is accidentally very interesting. (laughs) 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 It it got very much of, like, pink is not my color kind of vibes from this one, where it's like, so, the premise is she's doing all this work, and she gets, uh, well, I shouldn't get ahead of myself, actually. 
Would, oh. Can we talk about? Can we talk about uh, the phone call? Uh, I mean, we've, we've got a little bit before then, okay? Because okay. we've got we've got Olivia talking wit into chaperoning. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. He, and then he offers to help raise the money with a coin jar that he's gonna put at the counter at Wit's end, and he'll put up signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he and then he's yeah very much on her about trying to get the money back to the people, but she's like, yeah, I can't do that, so I'm just gonna sit on it forever. Um, it's so it's weird that that part of the story is not concluded in this episode that she never actually donates the 262 dollars anywhere that just no, bothered yeah. me as a loose thread yeah maybe it comes back if it comes back in the rydell saga don't tell us if it comes back in another episode let I mean, us maybe know. she's just waiting for sunday maybe but she's had it there she's had it for months oh you're right you're right that's... And so, so the whole thing is that like she yeah, was we're raising just money mass for a very specific cash to a she was raising grader? it for a very <laughs> that seems like a very financially ill-advised situation yeah. even for two hundred and sixty-two dollars, right. which is not much in the grand scheme of like a church or something. Yeah, like but that, like she she had she had this whole thing where she was like she had a very specific relief fund that she wanted to raise money for. And she raised it for them, but she didn't raise it in time, and the relief fund had closed, and she couldn't give it to that charity, so she's just been sitting on the money for yeah. months now, and I wish that we got some conclusion to that, but we don't. Um, and then Maury shows up! And scares the living bejesus out of her. Yep. And, oh, there is... Olivia is like, so... Like, walk quieter. Yeah, she is so dramatic and, like, over-the-top in a really fun way Mm -hmm. and in a way that reminds me of the Acebo family and specifically Grace. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Like, I had that realization listening to this episode where I was like, oh, shoot, Olivia is Andrew's sister. Oh, yeah. Well, and Grace learned it from Colleen. I mean, my sisters right. are very independent of each other. Don't get me wrong if either of them are listening. I know they have on occasion. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. For sure. That sass, that response, that, that oh, yeah. They're just, like, extremely energetic and overdramatic, but not necessarily in a way that, like, bothers me. No, it's just a lot of personality. Just in a way that's, yes, that's very strong. Like, she's got, got a lot of personality. And like, grande. Not necessarily bad, but just, yeah. just, and just like a I, lot. Like, I think, it's, I think it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I like, I like Olivia in this episode. I, I would argue that, that, that pretty much everybody in my family is a very personality-dense person. <laughs> what? Andrew, no, you're not personality-dense. No. That's definitely no. not part of the reason this show works. No, <laughs> my personality is. Yeah, you're 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 so bland. Yeah, well, All I right. don't like this. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> All right, so then we have a uh, unsettling conversation between Mori and Suzu. Mm-hmm. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out figure what their out- dynamic. Yeah, their yeah. dynamic doesn't make any sense. It's yeah, like sometimes she's scheming with him, but she also is against him or doesn't know. So, like, here they're talking about how 
they worked to get Olivia elected because they needed to go to the festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and better then, all this better all work out in the end. Uh, this this better, better make sense. All, I I genuinely I don't think any of these episodes. I, I want to believe in the show that this is all going to tie together and make a ton of sense. I am skeptical at this point. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I mean, are we... It's just... It's spread... This saga's spread out as 10 episodes over 100 episodes of the show. Yeah. So I'm just like, how? How is this going to work? I'm so concerned. Especially because it started off so strong and I'm slowly losing interest. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still definitely... liking it, but like there has been a there has been a, a, a falling of quality for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. well, these just these these episodes just haven't been as strong. The last episode was good. It was just meh. Convoluted. Was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a solid three out of five stars. That's just. I, we we had some four four and a half stars before that, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. So so right. So here's the thing. Mori and Suzu got Olivia elected because they need to go to this festival. Yes. They manipulated the election, an election that involved ten people. So like, not much manipulation. But this is also kind of Mori's thing. Mm. Then. Right. So so I guess the Zoe was the other person that they could have catapulted to the win, but they didn't because they knew Olivia would get them to the festival. Yeah. Um, and then Maury laughs sinisterly, and Suzu calls him out for it. Yeah, yeah, and Suzu's like, you better not be involved with this. And then Maury's like, I just thought of something funny. Like, like that's it. That That's his, yep. ex- that's his explanation. Uh-huh. Right, because Suzu's Suzu's like Suzu's whole thing is there is no money in the fund, which she didn't know before she was treasurer. Mm -hmm. And so when she backed Olivia to get to the festival, she was like, "Oh, we probably can do it for the money." And now they're and now she's looking at the books and is like, "Okay, this cannot happen. Um, We don't have any money." (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Andrew, do you want to explain the scene that follows? Well, she gets a phone call from, and by she, I mean Olivia, uh, on her presumably cell phone. Yep, um, it's her cell phone. It's established as canon later. It is really weird to me yep, still. Yep, that, Odyssey, eighth graders having cell phones, but uh, you know, these are the times we live in. I know, they time. are. Okay, they, we see, gotta expect the, the unexpected. Mm, for I better or for worse. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> On the air? Um, uh, on the air, off the air. <laughs> I along for the ride. Um, Jeez, oh, <laughs> Eugene returns. Um, so this, so this like episode. The, so the thing that's so weird is like I understand that it's relevant to the times that an eighth grader has a cell phone. That mm-hmm. makes sense. However, Odyssey has never really been relevant to the times, and especially like focus on the family and just like conservative Christianity in general, the idea of like that, like a middle schooler having a cell phone doesn't feel like something that they'd be that into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess this came out in 2018. This came out and I guess the, the, I 
they might have caught up enough that like they think that it's reasonable for kids to have cell phones starting in middle school which i feel like i had a cell phone in middle school and like yeah i think it's unfortunate that kids don't have to work for the stuff that they have as a child depending on the circumstance but like i definitely understand the fact that it's just incredibly practical and helpful and yeah. safer for your child because you know you can track their location depending on what's going on cost of communication you know security i don't know just yeah. helpful i got a cell phone when i was a senior in high school uh yeah i got one i got a slide phone when i was 13 because yep. my parents kept are... leaving me at soccer practice I feel like we've talked about that before on the podcast. I Anyways, think we probably Andrew, have. So speaking of I still the safety of one. cell phones, what happens with a living cell phone? She gets called by a stranger, and the stranger wants to give her money. And the stranger sounds delightful and could be potentially trustworthy, but also scary at the same time, which is just a testament to the wonders of the voice acting of the gentleman that we mentioned before, whose name I forget, who voices Rosie on F is for Family. Kevin Michael Richardson. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, no, That's it, what I'm here for. It's Just incredible. call me Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm feeling ukulele. Um, <laughs> call back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know how I feel about this. I'm listening to it. I was like, okay, I wanted to believe him. Basically, what he's doing is he's offering to match the money that she raises and rightfully she's skeptical me when i heard it i was like okay you know at least hear what this guy has to say before you are resistant to him she was resistant olivia smarter than me yes from the i was gonna say because she is a child getting a call from a man she does not know about money on her personal phone. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. And that then they he wouldn't have. They wouldn't. It's not like they can look up the phone number, right? And then he word for word quotes what Olivia had told Wit. Yeah. Like he uses the same phrasing. Yeah, and then Olivia takes that to convince herself that Wit is the one who has been doing this this whole time. And the right. interesting thing that I think that this episode does in a very strange way is kind of in the fact that wit is the god surrogate people uh convince themselves that it's what god wants when they do stuff oh interesting that's that's kind of that's your take like, I like well, it. the mistake that she made was trusting this person that like or not necessarily trusting this person but like believing that it was somebody's uh desire that was not explicitly expressed to them, but they were just reading into, and like, yeah, I don't know. It, wow, I found no. That this a is very this is a hot take, comment. but I kind of like it. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm it. It doesn't feel like this episode deserves that level of introspection, but it definitely made it more enjoyable in a, like a. I think this is accidentally kind of awesome way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So right, so the whole plan is that Olivia will text this person once they once she submits the initial the first 250 dollars mm-hmm. and then that person will match her for the second 250 yep so there won't be any money exchanging hands between the two of them yeah yeah so it's completely safe for her in the sense that she there's nothing for her personally on the line except for her word in his ability to accomplish the task 
Right, but so, she like, doesn't clock that. No. She no. doesn't consider that that is what's at stake here, even though that is very much what what's the episode at? presents as at stake. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, to, uh, Olivia goes for it and starts Yeah, she collecting. fills in... Well, she fills in Zoe, Maury, and Suzu. Mm-hmm. And Maury is the one who's like, ah, oh, I think this is a bad idea. I mean... Did you tell your parents? Stranger. Yeah. And I'm like, Maury, shut up. We all know it's you. Yeah, um, yeah that's kind of how I felt this episode. It's like, Maury, shut up. Yeah. I... I yeah. Maury needs to shut up sometimes. I'm just... Um, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. What's, but yeah, Maury's got to get cooler, right? I know. I I don't I don't know. Next episode. Um, you can tweet yeah. at me if Maury gets cooler. No, I don't want to know no. how. I don't want to know anything else. Just 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 tweet at me. It, he gets cooler. Like he gets <laughs> cooler. Okay. Just put that part of me at ease. Hashtag don't spoil the Rydell saga. The most important hashtag of our time. <laughs> yep. Olivia, so this, this, there's this whole thing where Olivia is psyching herself into this being a wit scheme. Yeah. That he's like, oh, she's like, wait, wouldn't want to just give me the money, but he, you know, he he wants me to, like, he, he's he got the money, he wants us to have it, but he also wants me to, like, show initiative and, and, and do this and be able to, like, prove that I can, like, you know, do on this. So I, this is actually wit in disguise. He's the only person who could have done this. It's wit. And then, so then they go hard to work to get um, all the money. So there's a montage wherein Olivia gets a door slammed on her. Maury gets water splashed on him while he's trying to do a car wash. Olivia gets a sock full of pennies. She shows up at Zoe's house and Zoe's like, Olivia, A dirty sock full of pennies. Yeah, that's true. And then at the end of this all, $250. $250. Just barely. Yeah. She's submitted the money and she's waiting for the call from Jordan with the Mm -hmm. group. And then she gets told to come home um, by her mom. Yeah. Um, And then we we see, we hear her leaving a message on Jordan's machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Maury sneaks up on her and we find out. Yeah. That's his thing. He's sneaky. That and cell phones. And we find out it's been a week and they still haven't heard anything or raised more money. So they are basically mm-hmm. out of time and have no money. Yeah. Which, why wouldn't they have raised more money if they still hadn't heard from him? I mean, just believing that that was, like, I don't know. I feel like you give them, like, a day or so and then you just don't have anything to lose. Because then, I don't know, you just have a little bit uh, more money for the drama club. Yeah. I, I feel like that could be valuable. Yeah. And also, so, uh, the thing that this episode says that I'm not a huge fan of is I feel like it is looked down on by the community that this girl is raising money for her middle school drama club, which yeah. in, the, in the community and culture that I grew up in, that woman would have $250 by, like, the third house if she picked the right neighborhood. Well, like, and it's just, it's just, it's so weird for odyssey to have like all this montage of people not being nice to the children yeah yeah it is like very it's weird, odyssey but, like, that's the bit yeah i mean that is the bit yeah. though it, like, yeah but it's also it's such a trite bit yeah it doesn't like, feel in character yeah 
I mean, I guess they just picked the wrong neighborhood. I guess that's the caveat. Yeah. They're eighth yeah, they should have they should have gone to wherever Eric Colburn lived. Yeah. Or just pick a local school district that uh, has a lot of money. Yeah. Just go to the, go go over to you know I don't know the Connellsville district. Just stay out of Oswald Heights, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So maybe Odenton. Um, and so. Oh wait, Richland. The joke was Richland. Of course, the joke is Richland. I hate myself. I'm sorry. Wow, that 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 that's the left hook, Richland. Wow, that's the yeah. rich place. Okay, cool. Yep. There I, was an Odyssey that's, name. That's that a real forest mountain. It was right in front of me. <laughs> it is a real forest mountain. Dang that's it, Andrew! Thanks for trick, making the joke better. Real trickle lake situation we got here. But no, Richland, no old, old West Fun World. No. Okay, so she gets the money. What? No, um, she doesn't have the money. No, no, no. She has. Yeah, so she has she, the two hundred fifty dollars. She's still convinced it's wit. Mm-hmm. After a week goes goes by and they still haven't got it, so they go to Wit's End. Mm-hmm. Maury tries to order coffee and Wit shuts him down and says, "No, you have to go to a coffee shop for that," which is a weird a, bit. Yeah, he gets a coconut milk dark chocolate macchiato. Yes, I remembered it because I was like, "That drink is probably not as fancy as they think it is," and the truth of the matter is, it's not. It's just a latte where you put the sauce on, or uh, you put the espresso on after the milk foam. That's it. That's right, what macchiato he, is. But he is a child trying to sound fancy and order coffee at wit's end. Also, that's probably terrible because coconut milks make coconut milk does not steam well and does not make a good macchiato. All right, so like oh. eighth grader Maury, get out, get out. Yeah, cashew out. milk or uh, almond milk, not coconut milk. Mm-mm. Okay. And this has been Milk Corner with Andrew. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Milk Corner. Uh, um, and <laughs> can, can you imagine? <laughs> we got Milk Corner. We're the corner it. just for milk. <laughs> There's no fridge in the corner. No, just crates of milk. It's it's gonna spoil. Um, <laughs> gotta drink it fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the joke that got me? Um, I don't know. It's because we're both hungry. <laughs> so Olivia lays it on really thick with Wit about this whole like about the whole money thing, mm-hmm. and Wit's like, "Oh yeah, I've got the coin jar here for you," and you know gives her the twenty dollars that they corrected collected. And Olivia is, yeah, kind of freaking out and being like, well, wait, but you you would have had to. But the thing I appreciate that it does is that she figures it out without out loud accusing Wit of it. Like, Wit doesn't know Mm -hmm. the mistake that she made, and I just am glad Mm -hmm. because it just saves my secondhand embarrassment a wee bit. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It totally does. The whole... And you can hear it in her voice of her being disappointed. He's like, oh, yes, I'll get the money. I'll get the money. And then he brings it out. And I was like, oh, man, she, he's not going to have the money. There's no way this is what she thinks it is, right? Yep. It's the it's the coin jar. Yeah. It's just clank, you know, yep. probably $12 and change from the ice cream that Wit actually sells for money, which apparently is uh, every, like, not child he serves. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. 
I, 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 we didn't talk about the joke that Olivia made about eating, what was it, uh, raspberry double fudge ripple or something like that. It was some chocolate raspberry decadent thing, and I was like, wow, that sounds like a guy talking about what he thinks women like in ice cream. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like tasty ice cream. Oh, yeah. No, I, I literally had a chocolate raspberry ice cream bar last night, and it was great. Hmm. Sign me up. Um, so, right. So then Olivia goes to Maury and explains that, okay, Wit wasn't the person. We're mm-hmm. not going to have the money. We have two days. We have $230 to raise. Um, and Maury is like, oh, any chance you just have that money laying around? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I figured out the point of this episode at this point. I was like, okay, I think I got it. Mm-hmm. This was Maury's plan. He wanted to show, like, he wanted Olivia to fall short so that he could say that, like, oh, she's, like, like, he put her in this situation so that she will use that money to prove that, like, she is corruptible and doesn't really, like, practice what she believes. And I was, like, I am so convinced that this is Maury's thing and this is, like, now I'm, like, this is the lens at which I'm going to view Maury through going forward which is that like he's trying to like prove that these people are not as good as they seem in this perfect little small town yeah oh no that's a hundred percent it yeah well and the episode confirms that quite well and I felt very validated you should at Chalk Squad I, I would like for all of you to give Dylan one validation for him guessing it before the episode was over and yeah, my, otherwise, like, I don't know. I don't know where you were at theory wise, but I, from the get go was like, Maury hired this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I made the mistake the of, I listened to it on the OA club and like just by tapping on the episode to su- select it, the summary came up like a little oh, bit Oh no! and it like spoiled just the fact that it was a Maury plan. And I was like, ah, man, <laughs> hey, don't do that. AIO club. It's okay. I, yeah, but, I mean, it's not but, really okay. It's kind of disappointing, actually. Yeah. Mm. All right. So then, Suzu and Zoe show up at Olivia's house, and we find out that the fee has been paid. That they're mm-hmm. going on the trip, and Olivia's like, "It was paid by an anonymous donor." And Suzu and Olivia, or Suzu and Zoe, are like, "Dude, why did you give?" the relief fund money like that obviously is yeah. what happened and i as the person listening was like that obviously is what happened yeah um so i hey i don't know at all um, well and my thing was i i didn't even necessarily know where she had gotten the money or what had happened uh because i didn't connect it with the relief fund i was like oh okay, wow whatever like i i just assumed that she didn't i my mind went to uh oh this is kind of like breaking bad i but I don't think that she cooked meth for this. And then I found out the answer, which was she took it out of her college fund because yeah. she had a promise that she needed to fulfill. Yeah. So she shows them the $262 for the fund being like, hey, didn't take this. And then and then I was like, I, I paused it at that point and was like, all right, I got it. Olivia sold something expensive to get the money. It's going to be like a, like a... I don't know, kind of like a gifts for Imagine guy kind of deal. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. 
You like that I said that rather than Gift of the Magi, which is the real story? Odyssey nah. has screwed me. Nah, um that's not the real story. <laughs> nah. No, it's it's about it's about uh, hair Will and Ryan. a tortoise shell coat or uh, hairbrush and and Will Ryan. Um, anyways, uh, so right, so they they then like, okay, uh, Suzu and Zoe are like, so how did you do this? How did you get the money? And Olivia's like, all right, I took it out of my own college fund because I knew I needed to keep the promise. I talked to my parents. They were like, yes, this is the right call. And because it's my own money, I was allowed to do it. And so that's what I did because I needed to keep my word. So you guys all enjoy the trip. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really like, it was a surprisingly wholesome end. I was so proud of Olivia. She did definitely like did the right thing. Yeah. And let's let's finish the episode, like finish covering the episode, then we can talk about it. Um, um I mean, so the only other thing for this scene is that Olivia then resigns and nominates Zoe to be her replacement. Yeah, yeah. As we mentioned before, Zoe or I'm sorry, Olivia then resigns because she kind of realizes that like maybe this isn't what she is like what she wants. Um and maybe this isn't what's good for her. Um and then the the final scene is um, Mori talking to Suzu about everything, and uh, yep. Suzu. And this, mm-hmm. this is where Mori says. So Suzu fills in Mori, mm-hmm. and then Mori says, "Unbelievable! She really is one of those people who practices what she pe- preaches. At least this time." And I was like, "Yes, yeah, yes, right, hundred percent." She's just he's just trying to call out the phonies yep and this is the very interesting angle so he's like let me uh well i'll just read it so let me ask you is everything the drama club did and that olivia wait 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 wait. we have to establish first maury then slips up and says something about like hey wouldn't it be weird if if jordan called her up after the festival to give her the money and susan's like how did you know his name and He's like, well, Olivia told me. And she's like, no, she didn't. Maury. You've been meddling again. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, why, why do I get the feeling you're involved with all this? Because he is, because he's the bad guy. Yep. And then this is when, um, Maury gets extra sinister. Yeah. Uh, he said, so let me ask you, is everything the drama club did and that Olivia did, and what she didn't do. Is all of that good? Well, I suppose so. Yes. Then instead of being suspicious of your brother, why can't you think of him as someone who brings out the good in people? Roll credits, literally. The protagonist. Ooh, ooh. It's a very interesting character angle. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, I mean, I don't know. He's... He, he he's wrong like it the the idea that so like the the idea is like yeah so like they needed to go to this festival and uh he was pretty well convinced that olivia could make it happen and she did um so that's a win in my book and i'm a good person and uh yeah and i'm like no dude you, you still you, lied you, to her you still really suck and you're and being you manipulative great- and i don't wonderful voice actor to do so yeah 
I can't believe yeah. him. Why would he use him like that? I forgot his name again. You already uh, Michael reminded Richardson. me. Michael Richardson. Kevin Michael Richardson. <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson. <laughs> Final thoughts on the episode, Andrew. Uh, you know, I thought it was good in ways that I don't think it was intending to be. I loved the montage. It was fun. Uh, yeah. I Thoughts on this episode was that it was enjoyable. Uh, like, nice. I don't right. know how it's going to fit into the greater Rydell saga. I the arcs that have... we've covered, I'm kind of like, this... I would suspect this kind of episode at the beginning of Novacom. I would expect this kind of build at uh, a, a very long arc with a lot of payoff that I don't know that this arc is going to have. It unless... does have a three-part conclusion. Yeah, so it has maybe a three-part it'll all wrap in nicely. Presumably centered around... Uh, the drama festival i oh i doubt it but maybe i don't know it's three weeks away and i feel like the next episode of sacrificial escape which definitely doesn't involve the drama festival yep unless it does and i don't remember it maybe like there's a line where they're all at the drama festival but no suzu's there yeah sacrificial escape so who knows but but yeah i didn't what did you think dylan it was an enjoyable listen. I just don't I just don't get the point of it. I think the plot is once again convoluted and I just keep getting this feeling that like Mori's like- plan isn't actually going to be satisfying to me because yeah. it's been all of these disconnected episodes. So either it's going to be incredible and all of these disconnected episodes are going to be tied together brilliantly or I'm just going to be sad about it. Yeah, that's kind of exactly where I'm at, too. And uh, I'm going to choose to be optimistic and say that maybe maybe they pull one out of their hat. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. The The other thing uh, I want to I wanna bring up here at the end that I did find out uh, through Lee and Gianna is the fact that all of these, there are, um, there were, like, articles and, like, stories within the Clubhouse magazine just focus on the family's kids magazine that mm-hmm. go along with this whole saga and like have like other stories that I guess tie in to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, the spent a decent amount of time trying to find out if there's any way to buy back issues of clubhouse on the internet to get those, or if anybody had reposted the stories or anything like that, wasn't able to find anything. So hopefully like, it's not one of those things where we really like lose out by not mm-hmm. having access to that. Um, cause if but it is, that's going to bug me even more. Yeah. If it's like, yeah. Hey, really crucial you... to you enjoying this is like random articles in a magazine for kids. But mm-hmm. also, I mean, I don't know. It's brand integration, I guess. Well, I yeah. Guess and that's... they definitely have done that. And what I kind of wanted to say about the right L saga is I think I would really, really enjoy it if I was listening to it, uh, non-sequentially. This You're is saying like, if like... you were listening to it in real time. Yeah, not even necessarily in real time, but, like, if I was not listening to just the Rydell saga, if I was yeah. just listening through all the albums sequentially and I heard the Rydell episodes, I feel like mm. I would yeah. probably enjoy them more. That's I'm maybe like, oh, true. This is like, just we're definitely this recurring setting, cast of characters, blah, blah, blah. We're definitely setting ourselves up for failure in some ways. Well, we've covered Blackard and, and Novacom, and those are two 30-plus episodes. Right, they're, they're really involved arcs. arcs, but they also, like, 
we know the greater context around them. Yeah. Like, yeah. when we are talking about, like, Darkness Before Dawn stuff, we're able to reference a bunch of Eugene and Katrina stuff because we just have that in our back pocket. It's true. We know none of Nothing. the greater context here, which is maybe working against us. Yeah, I think you're, you're, I think you make a very, very strong point, and I'm very comfortable ending this episode on my lack of knowledge. So All right. I'm willing um, to go out on that. Any Anything you want to plug, Andrew? uh just the, just the plug the chalk squad you guys are great uh i met a somebody at school um and who's a fan of the podcast and i met him because of that and that was really cool uh yeah so i just want to say that i'm really thankful for all of you guys who listen and care about this weird show that me and dylan make so thank you yeah yeah i'll i'll, I'll thank everyone as well especially as we are coming up this is our 99th episode of the podcast wow we did not talk about that at all i feel like i mean that, that's fine been worth it. no no because next episode's the one where we care about it it's true so it's next true. week we're gonna come back with episode 877 which is a sacrificial escape we covered that episode about a year ago yeah um literally like give or take a week like um and so yeah we covered that after covering a case of the secret room which was with my brother because that was about an escape room and it was a new episode but it also was in the rydell saga which we mentioned before that we might potentially be covering so we're really excited to cover it again for our hundredth episode and it was totally all dylan's idea so i'm not taking any credit So we're doing that as our 100th episode. We'll be talking about the episode some, probably not a ton because, you know, we already did it, but we will have new takes, I'm sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll have a special guest and we'll get to talk about, I don't know, my kind of idea for it is that we're going to wind up talking about a lot. We're going to talk a lot about the show, like our show as a whole and have fun stuff that way uh, more than we're going to be talking about the episode. But... We'll see what happens. Um, Thank you, you so guys, much. We'll see for what everything. happens next week. Yeah, with yeah. Episode 877 A Sacrificial Escape. Again. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Linux Podcast Co op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Secret of the Writer's Ruse was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod. Pod.